Amen. Great. Um, if you could turn with me to... Right, this all loaded up, and my iPad has just decided to lose it. Give me two seconds. Exodus. Go for Exodus, and I'll find the exact point. Hey, there we go. 15.22, that's what I meant. So, we are with the people of Israel in the desert. Then Moses led Israel away from the Red Sea. They went into the desert of Shur. For three days they travelled in the desert. They didn't find any water there. When they came to Marah, they couldn't drink its water. It was bitter. That's why the place is named Marah. The people told Moses they weren't happy with him. I think that's an understatement. They said, what are we supposed to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord. The Lord showed him a stick. Moses threw it into the water. The water became sweet. There the Lord made a rule and a law for the people, and there he put them to the test. He said, I am the Lord your God. Listen carefully to my voice. Do what is right in my eyes. Pay attention to my commands. Obey all of my rules. If you do, I will not send on you any of the sicknesses I sent on the Egyptians. I am the Lord who heals you. The people came to Elim. It had 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there near the water. We are a community as a church that has, in the past few months and years, suffered loss. There are three, in particular, deaths in the last couple of years, um, all to cancer, that have been particularly painful to us as a church community. There have been sons and daughters who've died too early, church members who walk through pain and sickness. That's part of our current reality. In a fortnight's time, I will speak to you about God's healing and human pain. About the the difficulties, the disappointments, and how we get to live in the kingdom that is here and is still coming. But today, today is different. Today we simply focus on who God is. We're in our final Sunday of looking at the names of God And we are in this passage, in Exodus 15, because here God says who he is. I am Jehovah, or Yahweh, Rapha, God who heals you. He names himself, I am the God who heals you. God gives himself this name, nobody else does. So what does it mean in the Old Testament, let's start there, for God to be the God of healing? In the Old Covenant, the old agreement between the people of God and God, sickness is a consequence of not following God. 
Sickness is a consequence of not being under the covenant protection of Yahweh. And the problem that we come to from the Old Testament sometimes is people start to say, well, doesn't God give sickness to people? We pick a couple of examples. We might talk about King Saul and say, well, in the story of Saul, it looks like he gets given some kind of mental illness or some kind of evil spirit because he walks away from God. We get the story of Gehazi, who is uh, a servant, and he's a servant to the prophet, and when he does the wrong thing, Naaman has been healed of leprosy. Gehazi uses that healing to fleece him out of some clothes and money and stuff, and then he gets leprosy. And people have used these isolated stories to say and ask the question, doesn't God sometimes give people sickness? And we're sometimes left with a question, does God give sickness? Well, where does sickness come from? I'm going to keep this verse up, but one of the things that I think we need to learn as a community is if we're going to have good theology, if we're going to understand what God is about, who he is, it's not about reading one bit of the Bible. We have to be people who know the full story. Because you can draw out one story and go, well, this says that. But unless you've kind of put together the whole story, you can go wrong. So if we go back to the very beginning, in the beginning of the world, there is no sickness. There is no pain. That's how God created the world. Where did the sickness come in? It came in after the fall of humanity. It came in through the devil coming and tempting. It came in through human sin. It comes in because the world is broken and fallen. It's not in the original plan of God. It comes because of sin, and I'm not talking about personal sin right now so much as our corporate sin, the effect of humanity not following good God as a whole people. Let me just stop and say this morning, you will be able to draw out single sentences of what I say this morning and get offended at me. But if you listen to all of what I'm saying, I hope that you can't. So if you hear a sentence and you think, what? Listen to the whole thing. So corporate sin produces sickness in the world. And then we keep looking through the Bible and we say, well, Jesus, this is... Who God is, perfectly shown to us in a human being. And we see Jesus walking around, and 100% of the time, Jesus sees healing. Everywhere he goes, people get healed. People just touch him and get healed. He brings healing. There are two stories in the Gospels where there are some issues with healing. The first one is, Jesus has to pray twice. There's a blind guy, and Jesus places his hands on his eyes and says, can you see? And the guy goes, well, I can see, but people look like trees wandering around. Now, do you know what? If I'd gone from blind to trees wandering around, I'd be quite happy with that. That's a good step. But Jesus prays a second time, and the guy can fully see. That's the one time Jesus needs to pray twice. 
Then there is the time that Jesus is up on the Mount of Transfiguration and he comes back down and he finds the disciples and they have prayed for a young boy and he hasn't been healed. And Jesus says, ah, this kind can only come out by prayer and then doesn't pray and then heals the boy. We'll talk about that in a fortnight. But those are the two times, those are the two times there are issues in Jesus' life. And the end point is, they both get healed. Yeah? I want to uh, look at a second passage. I want us to look at Acts 10. And this is a passage where uh, Peter is speaking and Peter is, is sharing the gospel, really. Um, he's doing what Manon was talking about. He's invited to Cornelius' house and he, uh, he has a crowd of people who are open to God, they're open to him, they're people of peace, and he starts to talk to them about what this Jesus is about. Talking with Cornelius, Peter went inside. There he found a large group of people. He said to them, You know that it is against our law for a Jew to have anything to do with those who aren't Jews. But God has shown me that I shouldn't say anyone is not pure and clean. So when you sent for me, I came without asking any questions. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Four days ago at this very hour, I was in my house praying. It was three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood in front of me. He said... Cornelius, God has heard your prayer. He has remembered your gifts to to poor people. Send someone to Joppa to get Simon Peter. He's a guest at the home of another Simon who works with leather. He lives by the sea. So I've sent for you right away. It was good of you to come. Now we're all here and God is here with us. We are ready to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. We are ready to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. So Peter began to speak. I now realise how true it is that God treats everyone the same, he said. He accepts people from every nation. He accepts all who have respect for him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel. It is the good news of peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. You know what has happened all through Judea. It started in Galilee after John preached about baptism. You know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus went around doing good. He healed all who were under the devil's power. God was with him. You know how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Jesus went around doing good. He healed all who were under the devil's power. God was with him. We are witnesses to everything he did in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by nailing him to a cross, but on the third day, God raised him from the dead. God allowed Jesus to be seen, but he wasn't seen by all the people. He was was seen only by us. We are witnesses whom God has already chosen. We ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. Peter is giving the gospel, and as a key part of sharing the gospel, he says, Jesus healed all. It's a very fundamental statement. 
and Peter's experience and his life is to continue that. I believe that God does not make us sick. I never believe that sickness comes from God. God's will is healing. On earth as it is in heaven. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. Our final destination, which was shown through revelation, through other points, is heaven. A new heaven, a new earth, where there will be no sickness or death. And if God is aiming for that for us, then why would he want to, if he wants eternity for us to be without sickness, then why would he use it now? But let's stop and have a look at the Old Testament, and then we're going to have a look at Jesus. So I want you to imagine, it's really, I've been given a great uh, aid today, I want you to imagine that I'm in the rain. I'm stood in the rain, and the rain is pouring down. Thank you, Arun. Arun has given me an umbrella. Thanks, mate. You can sit down. <laughs> As now, Arun has given me an umbrella, and I am no longer affected by the rain. I'm happy. If I choose not to stand under the umbrella, I will get wet. If at this point, because I'm doing this, I go, maybe... Arun wanted me to get wet. That doesn't make much sense. He gave me an umbrella, therefore he probably wanted me to stay dry and happy. I think that's logical. I think that's sane. If I choose to do that and then blame Arun, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah? I was given an umbrella. This is the story of the Old Testament. The story of Saul or Gehazi is somebody who does that and gets to live in the rain. The rain is there because the world is a mess. Well, I like rain, but you know what I mean. That's what's happening in the Old Testament. If you think it's unlucky to put an umbrella up inside, I'll pray for you afterwards. So then we come to Jesus. We come to Jesus and we say, right, what's happening in the new covenant that Jesus initiated through the cross? Jesus healed people, yes? Yes. Good, you sound sure. All of the people in the Bible who did healing were people who had received the Holy Spirit from God, had power and anointing, and brought the kingdom of heaven to earth and healed people. Heaven coming to earth equals healing. So the thing that we need to know is how did Jesus heal? If you could put up the keynote, Cliff, thanks. So how did Jesus do his healing? Did Jesus do his healing because he was God? And God can do that. Did Jesus do his healing as a human being who was full of the power of God, the Holy Spirit of God. That is the big question we need to work out over this God who heals. If God is, if Jesus is God and heals just because he's God, 
then our response is to worship him and be really happy. And in some senses, that fits with that Old Testament picture. We have a God who shows up and heals, and if you live under his protection, then you get healed. And it's fairly logical, God can heal and humans can't. It seems to make logical sense. But if Jesus did what he did as a human being full of the Holy Spirit, everything changes. Because we're human beings, yes? We get to be full of the Holy Spirit, yes? You're equally sure, that's really good, you're equally sure that you're human beings as that you are full of the Holy Spirit, I quite like that. Um, Jesus expects his disciples to copy him. If God's the one, if he's healing as God, then why does he expect them to copy? Because that's not very nice and fair. He sends his disciples out, and when he sends out the seven, uh, sorry, he sends out the twelve and the seventy-two, he sends them out, and he says, "Go and heal, cast out the demons, heal the sick, do the stuff." Now, if they're supposed to be God to do that, he's setting them up to fail. And when they come back, they say, "It all happened. We saw this." And when Jesus leaves and goes to heaven and leaves them with the Holy Spirit, they do it. The whole following story of the Bible is healing, healing evangelism. It happens a heck of a lot through Acts. So if Jesus healed as a man full of the Holy Spirit, as a human being full of the Holy Spirit, then we get to copy that. We get to join in. That becomes normal for the people of Jesus. The other little verse that I want to pull up is Philippians. So we go on to the next slide. This is Philippians 2, 7 and 8. And this is a hymn that they sang in the early church that they sang about Jesus to Jesus, and they said these words, He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. He made himself nothing. The Greek gives the impression that he emptied himself of all his God power. and took on the nature of a servant in human likeness. He put all that God power to one side and came to show us how we do it. So in the Old Testament, we have a God who says, just come under my protection and live by my laws and do it all right, and you won't get sick. But if you will. In the New Testament, we have a God who says, all your sins are paid for on the cross. And you get to live in the new kingdom. You get to live in a place of healing. God heals. His will in the old covenant is healing for his people. Jesus heals. His will in the new covenant is healing for all. Jesus heals as a human who is God, but has emptied himself as the power of the power of God. He heals as a perfect human. He sends us as imperfect humans to do the same. I believe in these two absolute principles. It is always God's will to heal. It is our job to pray and believe for healing. Always. 
Now, like I said, we will get into some of the realities of life in a fortnight's time. But I want to start by saying these absolute truths. And I say no condemnation over anyone who is sick. Is there anyone in this room who's never been sick? We're all in the same boat. We don't believe in a prosperity gospel that says there's something wrong with you if you get sick. It's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I'm talking about who God is. His will is always to heal, and our job is to pray for and believe for that healing. Like I say, in a fortnight, we will get into some more of the detail. But we need to be absolutely clear on this. And no matter how many times we pray, we keep praying and we keep believing it because it's the truth. The Bible makes it incredibly clear. So we're just going to stop and we're going to pray for healing.